0: will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches in PR and marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me, discussing a variety of topics, from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. This week's episode, I am joined by Sarah and Donna, the founders of Donna May London, a beauty and lifestyle brand. Thanks very much, ladies, for joining me. Welcome. Nice to be here. Donna and Sarah, you're the first kind of partnership I've spoken to that isn't family. And we're going to go through a little bit of that as we go on. But Donna, tell me a little bit about how the business started and when Sarah
1: became involved. Okay. Firstly, though, we do seem like wife and wife. because That's how much involved we are with each other. It might as well be family. But anyway, Donna May started in 2017. My background is a television celebrity makeup artist. And I was working at ITV at the time, where I had been for sort of twenty odd years. I had I had to have some time off work because I had a foot operation, <laughs> really glamorous foot operation. And I got out my needle and thread because I used to do some embroidery because I had to sit with my foot up. So I thought, what am I going to do? So um, I embroidered a wash bag for a friend of mine, and I just embroidered a little red lip in the corner because I always wear red lipstick and I love red lip. And anyway, sent that to her. She loved it. I did, did another one for somebody else. And then I had some fabric left over. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to make a mat that I could put my makeup kit on at work. Because as makeup artists, kind of five, six years ago, all we used to do was put a towel down or some paper, you know, tissue paper down and our kit on it. So I thought, oh, that would look nice. Anyway, I did that. Went back to work. Everybody loved them. Everybody wanted them. So started making them, got too busy, had to then employ like a local embroidery shop. And I got lots of women on Facebook, elderly women, retired women who could (laughs) overlock. So I'd go and buy the fabric with my mum, drop off 50 to Mary, 50 to Irene, 50 to Jean. They would overlock them. I'd then go and collect them a week later, pay them some cash in hand. They love that. Drop them off to the embroidery shop where they would embroider this little red lip pack them up and sell them <laughs> you know walk into the post office with massive ikea bags full of stock they hated me they, they rolled their eyes as soon as i turned up and i didn't even know there was a thing such as drop and go postal royal mouth drop and go so i used to stand in the queue for about an hour and um, make them go through it all yeah so that was that's the first product then realized that actually i was really kind of short-sighted there because that really is for makeup artists not for real women and I was making up Ruth Langsford one day and she said, Oh, you should make up bag. And I said, Oh, what's going to be different about a makeup bag? There's millions of makeup bags out there. And anyway, when the train home from work, I was thinking about it. And I got home and my son, William, he had a, a Lego bag that was basically a gigantic version of what is now our makeup bag. And it was full of Lego. And I was like, Oh my yeah, God. I've that is them. what would make a brilliant makeup bag. You could see so you could yeah. just see everything. You know, I was trying to think of the problems with makeup bags. And it's like you can't see everything. Sometimes they're a bit dark. You've got to tip it all out. You've got to rummage around. So, anyway, so that night I made one on the sewing machine out of some really like old fashioned floral fabric. And I took it into work the next day. And Ruth just cracked up. She was like, oh my God, is that a shower hat? Because it looked like a shower hat. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I explained what it was. And like everybody in the makeup room was like, oh my God, that's a brilliant idea. That's brilliant. So then I spent three months trying to find. A company that can make it for me because I thought there's no way I can do all this. Yeah. So I spent about three months researching. I mean, hours, hours researching, quite costly mistakes, getting samples made. Lots of UK companies who were dreadful at their communication, dreadful at getting back to us. None of them wanted small orders, they wanted massive orders. And obviously, it's a small business. You can't go in with a 10,000 unit order. You know, you don't even know if it's going to sell. Did they not take you seriously? Did no, no. no. They'd they'd in terms of me. when you I first started. Was asking, And then
0: how did you and Sarah meet? So we, I at the time was, I had my
2: own design agency. So Studio Spence, where I was designing websites and branding for small female businesses. So I was sort of giving small businesses a look, the platform to move forward. One of the ladies that I'd worked with was a mutual friend of Donna's. And I think actually she saw something really special and she thought that actually the two of us together, rather than just, I think, beyond the website, the branding, I think she thought that we could be more than that. And so she introduced us. And obviously, in the first instance, we got going and got the website up and running and sort of got the brand online. I built a website. We tweaked the branding. We tweaked the name of the brand. And created the platform for Don to move forward at that time. I was still working in my business. It wasn't an immediate swap over. So we worked sort of on and off for probably about 18 months, I think, maybe. Just sort of me, you know, sort of backing up Donna's ideas and everything. You know, she'd run everything past me. And we became very intertwined just organically, really, didn't we? Rather than it being sort of like, right, that's it. I'm going to work with you. It was just a very organic process in the first year, the first 18 months.
1: Yeah. There's lots of Sarah saying, um, oh, Oh, you you can add this to the website. and It would look much better. And I'd go, you can do what you want, but I haven't got any money to pay for you to do it. (laughs) And she would go, okay, well, I'll just add it, you know, make it look nice. And always, always look great.
0: (laughs) Do you have that conversation to say, right, okay, are you going to come on board? Are you going to be part of this? Or what happened? Yeah, I think it was
2: in 2019, and we dis- we were going to China, weren't we? It we got to the point where so intertwined with the business, started helping Don make decisions and color choices, and you know all that sort of stuff. So when Don was going China in November of that year, she asked me to go with her. You know, I went along. Kay came as well, just for the ride, <laughs> for the laugh. I think it was during that time that we sort of realized that it was more... I couldn't carry on doing what I was doing. I had 200 women on my books that I was trying to work with and juggle and Business was getting bigger. And it came to a head very much for me that
1: I had to make a decision really what I was going to do. Well, you were fed up. I mean, I remember the conversation you were fed up with doing, like you said, Sarah was fixing, like designing people's websites, and then they were coming back time again. Can you fix this? Can you fix that? It's not working. You were like fed up with the itty bittiness of it. Yes, and you said, like, I'd really time. like to see a project from start to end, you know, to work on yeah. something continuously. And then, you know, throughout business, you need to find people who are going to compliment you and, you know, what strengths you haven't got you need in the business. So it really worked for both of us at that time, didn't it? And did so, you have that conversation to say, right, OK, I'm on board now. Like, let's make this legal. Or Yeah, we were in yeah. Edinburgh,
0: weren't we?
2: Yeah, we just put a little announcement out. I put my new email address out just Sarah at London.com. <laughs> Ta-da, here I am. You know, we had to make the decision that it was, we're going to put all, our all into this. We both believe in it 100%. Yeah. And we've got to give each other, I think it was about a year, wasn't it, where we just said, yeah. right, let's do this, see what happens.
1: Yeah. So
0: Sarah, you were working full-time on... Donna May then where you, or like you said, you had that, you'd done that transition, Yeah, but Donna, you, it was only this year that you left the makeup artist. Why did you stay for so long continuing with makeup rather than making the leap?
1: Well, I mean, my, you know, my first passion has always been as a makeup artist. I've been a makeup artist 25 years yeah. and I was head of makeup as well at ITV. So I've been there a long, long time. And actually to get the business where it is today, We needed that. We needed my celebrity contacts. We needed the television contacts, that behind-the-scene type footage that women love. You know, they love that behind-the-scenes. What what are celebrities doing that we're not? Why do they look so good? And we, you know, so I kind of had to run both going side by side, really. And also the business, I was never going to jump until I was 100% sure there was a business to jump to, you know. I probably left it. I I think I left it 18. I could have done it 18 months before. Because there was a, a period there where I was really struggling, yeah. struggling to travel to London, which was two and a half hours each way every day, struggling to run a business. My, you know, my health was um, really bad. You know, no, t- you know, just short-tempered with my kids and my husband, all those kinds of things. But there's always that, you know, oh, I'll get round to it. I will take the leap. I will take the leap. And there was never quite the right time until I got. I had a, a sort of a health incident, I suppose, before Christmas last year, and. Um, it was definitely the instigator to say enough's enough. I can't. I can't do both. I'm not going to give. I'm not prepared to give the business up. You know, I've been doing makeup 25 yeah. years. Something's got to change. I mean, I still do makeup, but I, I'm not contracted to anybody now. So, um, I ha- you know, we're seven, eight months down the line now, and it was. It's no regret. It's no regret. <laughs> definitely yeah. been the best, best move. I was just going to say, and also by the time
2: that Donna gave up, we had. Sort of managed to start paying ourselves as well, so it made the transition a little bit easier. So, yeah, important. That's what we all work for. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and I think really, it's a key thing to note, really, isn't it? Even though you started the business in 2017, Donna, Sarah, you came on 18, you know, about 18 months after, but it's 2022, 23 when you're able to then write, okay, not everything has to go back into the business. I think it's important for people that are listening that it takes we, yeah you we know, were fortunate you know you've got a big community a big following but it's you know even with that it takes time you know yeah. yeah we were both really
1: fortunate that you know I had a job and Sarah had her stuff coming in so that we could keep afloat you know and yeah. we didn't everything went back into the business i mean we were really fortunate of that and i know not many people are in that position that's what kept us both going was, you know, those odd jobs that we were you know still doing. Yeah, it was only really year three that we started to pay ourselves. And I mean, you you have a team though as well. So obviously you're paying a team salary,
0: you're paying fulfillment. And, you know, mm. like I said, that's still all back into the business. So you started off with the, the flat lay makeup bags. How would you define your brand now?
1: Yeah, beauty lifestyle accessories. I think makeup bags are at the absolute
2: core of what we do. I think it's yeah. all about, you know, sort of innovative makeup storage and, you know, making makeup look pretty and just...
1: Practical, not- time-saving yeah. products that are good, you know, that are worth the money and, you know, not too expensive that you're paying over the odds for everything. What well, One of the things that I've always said is, like, I hate the elitism that goes into these big makeup brands. One of Sarah and I's first discussion was, you know, I don't want anything to be over £100 if we can help it. You know, we need to keep things really reasonable. I mean, we'd be a lot richer if we did throw on on the profit that a lot of these companies do, but we don't. I mean, we're always discussing this. Like, no, bring it down, bring it down. I wouldn't pay that for that. What would you pay for that? You know, always are questioning those questions to ourselves all the time and always putting, I mean, always putting ourselves in our customer's shoes. These are working women who've worked hard for all their money and we appreciate any money they want to spend with us and we want to, we want them to not only be worth it but be value for money
0: yeah and yeah speaking of your customers you've you've got a a huge facebook following big social media following how did you start nurturing that audience because how many people are in your facebook and it's a free facebook group to join it's a great community how many do you have in that community now
2: about 8200 i think isn't it at the moment yeah that's in
0: that's in that close
1: that's the closed Facebook community group. I mean, we've got a Facebook page as well, and that's got 40,000, 50,000 people. Yeah. But the closed Facebook group, which is amazing, yes, it's got about 8,000 ladies in there. That I think it runs itself. It's amazing. It runs itself now. They're so, so loyal. Many- they're kind. So
2: loyal. Yeah. And there, some of them now, they've got genuine friendships. Some of them meet up. We use that group. We really do. We use it for questions and,
1: and opinions and yeah market research yeah, they're our so, first they're our, sounding our first port of call is, is that group of ladies really where do you want the business to get to
2: oh we talk about this a lot don't we yeah <laughs> we, do. we change
1: our
0: minds all the
2: time
1: <laughs> we do i mean i i yeah i mean we go. going oh we don't it to be in all the massive stores we've got loads of lovely gifting lifestyle boutique stores that supply our products and we love that. We, we love being in a mixed kind of lifestyle shop rather than just a beauty shop like Sephora or something. I don't know. Like, to me, that feels a bit scary. And it's like too much competition. I don't know. But me and Sarah both love lifestyle shops as well. Don't yeah. we? we love shopping in those places.
2: I would hate to see our product on the bottom shelf of Boots. you 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 have no control over it and you walk in and and you just look down and there's an array where people have rumbled through it and it's on the bottom shelf and I would just hate our product to to be displayed that and I think that these beautiful boutique lifestyle shops do a really good job for us and Mm. I think to be on every high street in every country in one beautiful boutique shop would be just lovely.
0: You've branched out where because you sell not just in the UK, you've got wholesale accounts in other countries now. Tell me a little bit about the international wholesale side of things. How did that happen? Well, the international side of it is still
2: a huge, I don't know, it just hasn't. Oh. Yeah, we, we have, <laughs> yeah. We have one big um, wholesale supply in New Zealand, basically. And yes. at the moment, that's pretty much it, apart from we've got a few little stores in America through Fair. I don't know, we just stalled on it, haven't we, a little bit. There's only so much we can do yeah. as, a, as a, a duo and, you yeah. know, part-time support from a few others. And I think every time we try and go into it, we get ourselves into such a, a, such a yeah. pickle, don't we, that um, yeah. we're on the back burner again. And we always think, right, if anybody ever did buy us and take us on, then that's for them. Do you? That's where they can grow the business. But who knows? Who knows what next year we'll bring, the year after we'll bring.
0: Are you ready to scale your e-commerce store? Want to do it without having to wear yet another hat and become a digital marketing expert? This episode is brought to you by Neon Digital Clicks, the paid traffic partner for family and women's e-commerce brands wanting to scale their stores from five-figure to six-figure months using Meta, Google, and Clavio marketing services. Neon is offering listeners a free scaling audit worth 3,000 pounds. So whether your sales have plateaued or you're looking for growth, this is a great opportunity to lift the lid on your business and identify where the opportunities are hiding. Head to scalingglow.com to discover just how much revenue you could scale your store to this year.
1: Great. I mean, I'd I'd love to get into Australia. I think our product would be amazing in Australia. And, you know, we've got got a couple of friends over there, you know, kind of keeping their eyes out for us for different stores. And then we were looking at America, but we're not 100% sure about America it's a big scary place in temperature every there's state has different tax laws yeah, uh, it's really complicated you know, it's, it's
2: really complicated for a small business to get in there yeah so and we still feel
1: like there's yeah. so many women in the uk that still haven't heard of us but yeah. we've got such a market to, to get here you know one of our big aims for next year is getting you know we, we've got a brilliant return customer rate but we want new customers you know that's one of our big goals for next year and um we know that there's loads of untapped, untapped ladies that would love our products if they just got the chance to see it. So that's a big, big step for next year. And
0: where are, how are people finding you or how do they come to you? Is it, do they find you social media? Is it from referring, a friend refers yeah. them? It's, it's, all, that's yeah. really, it's all that.
2: Yeah. Social media, Instagram's amazing for us. Google mm. now is amazing for us you know Facebook our newsletter we've got a great database now our newsletter Fridays are always a, you know one of our busiest times aren't they mm. so and then we've
1: got we've got things on YouTube you know shootout, makeup tutorials on YouTube and we've even got a small following on TikTok but you can't be good at everything can
0: you you know we're, we're like oh, can we go down because you you're still a small team you know like you say it's very much still the two of you and we're was it the moment that it started to take off,
1: or is it just being like steady growth? Lockdown um, really was when it really stepped up, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was a massive jump for us. Lockdown it was just because people couldn't go shopping, so you know they were online all the time. Everybody else was sort of doing banana bread
2: and Joe Wicks workouts. Donna and I were just like slaving away everywhere, and yeah. it was our face masks, wasn't it? We sort of we developed these face masks, and the day one day. Yeah, I think it was a defining day. Was we sold ten thousand worth of face masks in a day, and that
1: yeah. changed everything. That just yeah, it was it was a gorgeous grey face mask with a red lip on it. So and people loved them. Oh gosh, the, the amount of emails we got, people that would compliment, stop people in the street and say, "What a lovely face mask that is! It's so cheery," and you know. And uh, I think Christine Lampard wore one and got photographed. Yeah. And sounds just went whoosh. So that was a big defining moment, and luckily, I mean, I don't know whether i meant to say we like lockdown, but I loved lockdown because I got to, I got to spend time with my family. It was lovely and warm. I was furloughed from my main job, so yeah. it really gave me the time to to really push Donna Mae London and you know with Sarah, and that was our moment. We were like, we've definitely got something here. This is good, you know. The tutorials we just had to- in lockdown as well, so you know, yeah, just- lots of tutorials. <laughs> For
2: Zoom sessions and things like that, so I think yeah. that helped massively, didn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think yeah. It, it opens your eyes, doesn't it, to the to like actually, this is a really good business. Look what we could do, or look at these. Not like you say when you sold that amount of money in a day. It's like Jesus. Once we get, yeah. this, they get they get it. Do you know, and and look yeah. at what. Hit, actually, well, it
1: really, really gave us the confidence to believe that we can keep this going now because everyone kept saying, "Oh, but after lockdown, you know, you watch it will all drop." We never dropped, you know, we kept climbing. I think it just, it really pushed us. It elevated us so people were aware of us and it gave us the incentive to keep finding new products, keep bringing more products out. The more we bought out, the more we sold. So it really did, yeah, it was really good for us. And why do you think you're
2: successful? I think we've actually got genuine skills. We're not just people who wanted to start a business. Like Don, obviously the face of the business has the makeup skills, which people are really invested in. Sort of being the look and the face of the business and the style, and then I've got the the techy skills, which you know a lot of a lot of businesses would have to pay a lot of money for that. You know, not just sort I of web- so, yeah, an yeah. artwork. It's SEO. It's all that that goes with it that I've got. So
1: as a duo, we're probably worth six people. Yeah, yeah that's the thing, and I think so many people. They, they they talk about doing what Sarah and I have done, but they don't execute it. And and everything Sarah and I say, we do. They, I mean, uh, I mean, I've, you know, lots of you know, we're both Virgos, so we're doers. Um, you give us, a, we both love a list. We both love a notebook and a nice pen. We both love ticking things good off. Sheet, good shit. Sarah loves a spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> not, I don't so much. Yeah, I think the big difference was it was two people that had the same work ethic. You know, if I'm asking Sarah to do something she's i haven't got a chase. sometimes i have to chase her but not often and vice versa you know we do it we do what we ask each other to do and we get on with it i think that's a big i mean so many people say like um god how do you do it how do you do it And my thing is just well we just do it you just keep going it's like it's as simple as that you just it's keep going. It. it's just what is you it? do yeah you don't stop i think i remember doing an interview for somebody and i kind of likened it to but it's like a car journey. You know, you, you get on the motorway and you're going somewhere and there's a few roundabouts, you know, you've got to go around and there's a few delays. You never stop and turn around because you've got to get somewhere. You just keep going, don't you? And I, th- I feel like that's what business is like. There's never a question of, oh, we're just going to stop and turn around. It's like, okay, there's a bit of a delay, there's a bit of a change, but how do we get through to the next bit? And we just keep going. And I think it's that attitude that pushes both of us.
2: I think the brand's very relatable no. as well. I, yeah. think, I think Donna's very relatable as the face of the brand. Talks like a docker, swears a lot, you know. <laughs> <just> <laughs> can relate to that. I'm um, real, I'm
1: real. real. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I think that helps, actually, I really do. You are, and yeah, I think, No, I do. I, and I think it's... I'm go on, Donna, sorry. Dan, sorry. Um, no, I was just saying, like, I think like, I'm really transparent. Uh, and I think people like that. You know, my, I get my mum involved a lot. I'm very family orientated. I don't hide any of that. I'm quite up for all of that. If, if there's a problem, we own our mistake. So people see that side of us that, oh, you know, we do cock up every now and then, but we and we'll let you know that we've cocked up. And we hope that you'll be sympathetic to that rather than trying to hide it, trying to make it all good and panic stations. Actually, we're just truthful. Just be really truthful and be ourselves. Like, you can't be anybody else. You just got to be yourself. And I think as well, it shows through on your product as well, in terms of your business value, what you are
0: personally is part of your business value as well. It's, it's honest, useful products that people are going to enjoy. Do you know what I mean? And you communicate your, everything that you do in a real simple, no bullshit way. You know, you're not trying to to be this really expensive, overpriced. No, absolutely not. We do what we say on the tip. You can trust us. If we're
1: recommending it, buy it because we've tested it. We know it's Good. We know you should get it. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. That's it. We are what we say we are, and, and there's yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You talked there in terms of liking it to a car
0: journey, and obviously, in a car journey, you've got traffic jams, you've got disasters, everything, anything can happen. What were your challenges when you were starting out, and what are your <laughs> challenges now? So, don't I ask you? Sure. What are your What were your challenges when you're starting out? And then, Sarah, if you
1: can think about what you feel your your challenges are now. Well, starting out, I think. I mean, every single thing was a challenge. I've never run a business before, so every single thing I've had to learn from scratch. Thank God, my husband's a businessman, so he's you know been very patient with me. Originally, right from the beginning, logistics was murder. So trying to get like shipping, you know, trying to suss out the shipping system was uh, unbelievable. I, I couldn't work out all these different shipping terms, what this means, what that means, what import tax you're paying, all this kind of stuff. And I can remember once being at Centre Parks on a weekend. <laughs> This shipment was meant to arrive, and it got lost at sea. And we had we had taken everybody's money for all these orders, right? Because it was a pre-order, but the shipment hadn't arrived. Well, I I nearly had a break mental breakdown. I'm telling you. And then I and then guess what I did? I emailed all the customers to tell them the truth, to, to tell everyone. But I didn't blind CC everyone because I didn't know how to blind CC. So every customer I got everybody's email, hundreds of people. And then I got all these complaints saying you've just shared my email. I mean, it went from bad to worse. So my technical skills were awful. They're still awful, but they're slightly improved. So I think logistics and the the money side of the business was always a big headache to begin with. I mean, it's always a headache, but when you don't know what you're doing at all, it's a massive headache. Yeah. So that was probably the worst part of it, I think.
0: How did you solve that? Was that getting other people involved or you were learning as you went?
1: Researching. not being embarrassed to ask really stupid questions and I'm never embarrassed to ask stupid questions I love learning I'm always learning something wanting to learn more so and just time really time and practice and just keep going over the same thing yeah what would you say then
0: are the challenges you face now I think the main
2: um, challenge we come across is time and work life balance and all those type of things that go with running a business. The the busier we get. Yeah. Sort of the money, the just making that jigsaw puzzle work and not not having it take over
0: every single second of your life is very difficult. Do you have boundaries with each other? Do you know what I mean? Because I know what it's like when you're really passionate about something. You know, no. you're messaging each other at like ten o'clock on a Saturday night with your wine in your hand. Going, what do you want? An... It,
2: it is hard. We don't really have huge boundaries with each other, but when it gets too much, we do have a,
1: a very rude swear yeah. word that we say to oh. each other. <laughs> Yeah, we've got, we've got saying, really saying, special, uh, special nicknames for each other that we'll just have that they'll come out every now and then, won't they? So yeah, back back uh, off. Star, star, good. star. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean,
0: you sell quite a varied amount of products. Where do you get the ideas for all the products?
1: Mainly things that we use ourselves, products we use ourselves, and always asking our ladies to follow us. Yeah, always what asking they want? what do they need, yeah. things
2: like that. Just shopping, looking, being open to to new products as well we see stuff all the time don't we and, and then we look into it and go oh, no that's ridiculous we can't do that and then occasionally one will come along where it the, the most recent one is the the eyeglasses that we've got isn't it which um, oh, made glasses,
1: yeah. Gone <laughs> they literally sold out in 10 minutes when we as soon as we put them up for sale they, they sold out in 10 minutes those which is yeah. amazing
0: i think it's a real testament to you both and that your customers really, really, really trust you. Don't they? like that? You'll just recommend something, you know, you need this in your life, even if it looks so random, like those makeup glasses do. Sorry, <laughs> but they do a job, you know, yeah, and yeah. I know. And like I said, what do you think would surprise people that are listening? How personally we take it. We take it
2: really personally. It does, you know, things don't just go over our heads. We're not just all about the business. It's actually a really personal brand for us. Mm -hmm. and we read every message if we get something that's not very nice we talk about it and we talk Mm. about how we can change that and how it affects us yeah
1: and I think sometimes people people think that we are like a massive office block with 100 staff and it's you know a lot of these staff are just doing a job they don't care about it and we're so not we're a team of five women with the you know extra person on the outskirts that helps and um Yeah, like Sarah says, we look at every message, every email. We all talk every single day, 10 times a day. Yeah, so sometimes you just like, you know, you just want to say, oh, give me a break. (laughs) Give me a break. You know, we can't order hundreds of millions of units per item. We're not Marks and Spencers. We're self-funded. We do everything ourselves. Yeah, so sometimes it can be upsetting when people just don't treat you very nicely. But I mean, 99.9% of the time, We're really lucky. We've got great customers, great customers and great support. I mean, sometimes if if one person says a negative thing, especially in that Facebook community, whoa, (laughs) women will jump jump and defend us, which is amazing. But are you glad that you stayed,
0: that you funded it yourself and you didn't get further, you didn't get outside investment?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think back in 2017, I mean, it literally started five grand. That's what I started the business with, five grand. That was all my savings (laughs) at that time. We've never borrowed a penny from anybody, and, and we don't plan to. We, we really don't want to go down that route. Yeah, so, no, we're, we're proud of that. We're, we're proud that we've done that ourselves. What puts you off it, puts you off getting funding? Being out
0: of control, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. other people making decisions for you.
2: I think it it's worked for us so far, hasn't it? And I just think that why can't we keep going like we're going? Why, why I would do you love to follow that path?
1: Yeah, I'd love to be convinced as to why we would benefit from that. Mm-hmm. and then I'd consider it maybe but so far nobody's convinced me why we would benefit from having funding yeah so I'd be open to a conversation about that because I'd be really interested to see how we're meant to benefit from that it, yeah. to me it feels like a minefield it feels like we're in debt to somebody you know even me you know I, I won't have a credit card because I hate having debt on my shoulders yeah so let alone having you know millions of pounds that you owe somebody else would scare the life out of me I think so, but I'd be we, interested to hear how we would benefit.
2: Really exciting. I think it's, sorry. It's really exciting to work in a business that's got such a buzz around it. And the buzz around it is us. And yeah. I think once somebody bigger comes in with all these rules and regulations, I, um, I think it might take away the buzz around the business a little bit.
0: I think the thing is as well, you guys hold the purse strings. You have an idea. You can go after it. So you can be as agile as you want when others are involved. You're having to get something signed off, it, a money spend or a, maybe a product buy or whatever it might be. Whereas you don't have in that situation at all at the moment. In that situation, now, you are the decision makers and the doers of the business. You yeah. end off, the book stops with the, with the two of you. What would you say for those
1: starting out?
0: What are your words of advice?
1: I would say just start because don't so many people procrastinate. Yeah. You never have all your ducks lined up, never. So you've just got to bloody start somewhere, you know. So I think that's the first thing. Just take the leap, get find the product that you want. The branding and the website's the next thing, isn't it? Yeah, So and get that sorted you, really tight, really lovely.
2: And when you do invest in a website, learn how to use it so you're not relying on other people to update it all the time because that's money and you won't pay it out and it won't be on point all the time. But if you learn to use it yourself, then you can keep it you know yeah, updated and updated. yeah and yeah. They, yeah you can take yeah. it over
0: rather than having to do a
2: whole refresh yeah, you absolutely know. but I see so many people that have businesses with websites that haven't been touched for why are you going to win at that because,
0: because oh, that how, how often do you say you would you are you updating or changing things on your website Sarah
2: oh god I do it daily and that might just be little tweaks oh, going that's not being big. seen enough to move it out it's and really I mean, yeah Right. Every single day. Now, the homepage of the website might change once a month, but there's always back end, wording, SEO, everything that goes with it. I mean, that would be a full time job when you've got a retail business the size of ours now.
0: What about those that are a couple of years in, six figure turn, growing a six figure turnover? What would be the advice that you would give those? Get a fulfillment centre. Our
1: biggest outlay for first, for starters, <laughs> but, but a big relief. Is. Our biggest relief is yeah. having an in- fulfillment center pick and pack and send out all our uh, orders yeah. now.
2: I think it's, um, it's made our business so much more dynamic because we can offer so many more
1: options to our
2: customers. I, th- I just think invest in fulfillment.
1: Yeah, you know. I mean, again, that did take us three years before we could afford to do that. But the aim for that, I think it's a really good to, thing to aim for. Yeah, yeah. it's a ma- massive range So market. you can grow because you've got, storage
2: facilities provided by the fulfillment center
0: and i think it's a good thing even when you're starting out to at least understand what the costs are so that you can think right okay what do i need to be turning over when is my you know and have that as a goal of right okay i want to get a fulfillment center but what, what are the costs involved in that what do i need to be putting through that business or whatever you know that fulfillment center for them to take me on and then go and write okay I'm now ready, or that's what we're aiming for. Because even I think even it's a very, now, it's
2: really, it is. I mean, even now, every single week the invoice comes through from the fulfillment center, and we always go, "Oh God!" But <laughs> it's just, but it has just enabled the business, like I say, to be so much more dynamic. So I think
0: it's yeah. a worthwhile investment. Definitely, amazing. Thank you very much, ladies, for joining me today. Where can people find Donna Mae London? Everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just Google may London and you'll see us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the internet, yeah, all over. And um well,
0: oh, I'll put all, all, your all the links in the show notes <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and um I'll put all the links in the show notes. And you do occasional, you do your workshops, you're at Spirit, Christmas, any other kind of pop-ups or anything that you've got or workshops coming up? And,
1: no, no more makeup workshops this side of Christmas now. But next year, there'll be some more, yeah. And they're always um, on the newsletter or on the website.
2: Yeah, sign so be- up to the newsletter as well. That's really a good source of information.
1: Yeah, and, and also I- we use our newsletter because, you know, we're really thankful to our subscribers. I mean, how many thousands of subscribers have we got, Sarah, on there? 35,000, I think. Yeah, so we like to treat – so our treat to them, you know, we want to give them something. Is they will be the first ones to hear about when there's a discount. The first ones to hear when there's events, so they get chance to buy or to book things before anybody else. So it's well worth being on that subscriber newsletter every week. And I have to say, I really do like it, and I love you always give great product
0: recommendations that aren't necessarily yours. You know, there's other things that you found that you like, and that and because it comes from a place of honesty and authenticity, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to give this one a go, or I'll try this out. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another great guest. listening to this week's episode of start scale succeed if you've enjoyed today i would love for you to leave a review and i will see you again next week if you'd like to hear more from me your host nicole higgins you can follow me on instagram at the buy retail coach check out my website www.buyerandretailcoach.com or find me on linkedin all the links are below in the show notes and don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter the step for lots of helpful tips and advice